0: Hello everyone, my name is Sarah, and it is a pleasure to welcome you to my chair. Every weekday we will meet here to reflect on a passage from 1 Peter. If you'd like to dive deeper into this book, I encourage you to find our reading plan on UVersion. Simply download the UVersion app from your app store and then just type Who is Grace into the search bar and select the 1 Peter plan. A challenge from the reading plan that I want to encourage you to try is to read or to listen to the entire letter, start to finish, in one sitting, once a week. I promise it's worth it, but I also know that that sounds like a lot. To help you with that, I recorded a reading of all five chapters, and you can find that on this podcast. Just look for the episode titled, First Peter, The Whole Darn Thing, and push play while you're in the car, doing chores, or taking a walk. Right now, let's dive into First Peter. We're in chapter 5 this week, the final chapter of Peter's letter, and he revisits some of the encouragement and the exhortation he's already given the entire church. Today, as we look at the first four verses of the chapter, we hear Peter call out a specific group within the church. Listen to what he has to say. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Peter addressed this letter to elect exiles, remember? And throughout... Throughout the entire letter, he's called them beloved, dear friends, and he's spoken to the entire church wives, husbands, servants, everyone. And here, as he closes, he addresses the leaders in the room as elders and shepherds. And Peter points out that he's also an elder. Peter walked with Jesus, learning from him what it meant to serve God's people and heal God's people, care for God's people, even sacrifice oneself for God's people. Jesus' suffering was on behalf of all humanity. Peter witnessed the leadership of Christ, and he, was given his, he has given his life to leading the church with that same posture and attitude. He's a willing shepherd. He's paying attention, investing time, model, modeling the Christ-following life, and pouring out his gifts and resources for the sake of the church. As Jesus has done for Peter, he now does for the church. And as Peter has done for the church, he now instructs the elders who are present in those rooms to do for their local church. And that has been the call to church leaders through the last 2,000 years. Shepherd the flock, willingly, eagerly, not selfishly or arrogantly or with intimidation, but with a heart like Jesus, a tangible example of the chief shepherd. Sometimes it's hard to read this, though, without thinking of the church leaders who have dropped the ball, who failed to live up to God's standards set by Jesus, and lived out by early church fathers and mothers like Paul and Peter, Priscilla and Aquila, Phoebe and Lydia, John and James. Some of you may have some church hurt from leaders who didn't lead well. Unfortunately, this is one of those things that can shake faith deeply, to the point of walking away from the church, even walking away from Jesus. But here's my encouragement today. Peter knew he was a broken guy. Transformed by Christ alone. And he knew these church leaders were broken men and women, transformed by Christ alone. And that's who each one of us are. We are saved by grace. Not one of us has deserved that free gift. And we are both transformed and being transformed by the power of the Spirit of Christ working in us. Every single one of us is a work in progress. Our role is to submit to the leadership of Christ, to remain in a posture of humility and repentance every single day, and to lead others from the heart. We can only do that if we continue to place ourselves at the feet of Jesus every day. Leadership isn't just for pastors and church elders and bishops and priests. Leading others is a role that we all find ourselves in, whether we want to or not. With a great deal of grace, we must forgive the leaders who get it wrong sometimes. And with a great deal of dependence on God's grace, we must follow the example set by Jesus kindness, care, attention, grace, wisdom, respect, truth, love, mercy. All of those attributes and more describe the character of our chief shepherd and should describe all who follow him. We all lead someone. Will we lead others like Jesus leads us? Take a moment to think of a Christian leader who has modeled Christ-like leadership for you, even if they've done it imperfectly at times. Consider sending them a note to thank and encourage them this week. Jesus, thank you so much for being our good shepherd. You are faithful, certain, true, full of grace and mercy and love. Forgive us when we try to lead like the world leads or when we rely on our own strength and understanding to lead. In all our ways, we're called to follow your example because you are the way, the truth, and the life. May our leadership today point to you. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Remember, you can always access Grace's daily read plan and additional resources like small group curriculum at whoisgrace.com forward slash read. If this time is meaningful for you, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast so others can find it too. I look forward to meeting you at my chair again tomorrow. God bless.